Hey, Steve. Hey, what's up, Dustin? Oh, not much. Just, you know, extra long wedding hangover weekend because we shot like three weddings. Good old, we call it the Super Bowl of wedding weekends. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Plus, I do think, ironically, football kicked off this weekend. Um, Professional football or college? Honestly, I have no idea. Professional football kicks off this Thursday night, the NFL. Oh. I got to get ready for my fantasy league. Yeah, I had time for sports. I make time for sports. It's the only way I can relate to grooms. That's why I watch NFL, but I don't have enough time to dedicate to a fantasy league. Uh, If I didn't play a fantasy league, I wouldn't watch any games. I have to have real stakes. Real money is on the line here, Dustin. I'm a gambling addict. Gambling? How much money do you guys put in? Uh, millions of dollars. 20 out of a million dollars. Just, Just 20. All right, so this is episode, what are we at? Cinco. What was that? Cinco. Five? We are five, we are committed five episodes into this bad boy, and you guys are still continuing down this rabbit hole with us. Um, I'm excited to see where where this episode takes us. Before we get much further into the episode, Dustin, uh, since this is a hangover podcast, what are you drinking today? Something disgusting. It is. Would you care to say more about this? Something disgusting. (laughs) It is a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger special release small batch of Atomic Pumpkin. Oh, Atomic Pumpkin. How is it? Uh, It is terrible, Stephen. It uh, goes down at first very good. And then it hits the back of your throat like uh, you're getting splattered with uh, pumpkin spice latte minus the latte. So you would say that, uh, as you said to me ahead of time, that it's good just the tip? <laughs> the tip is good, but it's bad in the back. Yeah, you, you don't like the shaft of the pumpkin? <laughs> I don't like the shaft. I don't like what the pumpkin's leaving in the back of my throat if you catch my drift. Can you just play a game with the beer called Just the Tip? <laughs> I'm trying. Ah. <laughs> Every time you take a drink, your face looks like you're about to throw up. Like at first, there's like a little smile on your face, and then as it starts to go down your throat, it's like you're gagging. <laughs> it's going to be a small batch of one beer. That's going to get given to you. That'd be excellent. I'm sure I would love it. I'd love to play just a tip with that beer. <laughs> it's all yours. What are you drinking tonight, bud? Oh, Dustin, I'm so glad you asked. This week was my birthday. Happy birthday, Stephen. My brother-in-law Stephen. bought me a St. Bernardus Trippel. It is a Belgian Abbey Ale of the Trippel style of beer. It's fantastic. St. Bernardus makes excellent, excellent beer. I feel like I've had that one. You probably have. It's the um, the green label. Not the red, not the blue. You should save one for me. Oh, I would, except it's the only one I got, and I split it with my wife. I'm sorry, buddy. That's okay. So if I remember correctly, since it was your birthday weekend, you 
opted to take the Super Bowl of wedding weekends off, which was a very bold move. Can you tell me about that? Jen and I opt to take every <laughs> Labor Day weekend off if we can and every Memorial Day weekend off if we can. Unfortunately, this Labor Day weekend, uh, I got suckered into shooting a wedding with a friend of mine. What an asshole. He was all like, oh man, I need so much help. You'd really be getting me out of a jam if you shot this wedding with me. So on Friday, I shot a wedding in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Sounds like a fantastic place. It was fantastic. I would move there if I were you. I wouldn't. <laughs> um, but yes, so Steve is referencing a wedding he came and shot alongside me for one of my good friends who I was trying to give the gift of wedding video to as our wedding present. It was your videographer and video editor that you were giving the gift of wedding video to. And the gift was like this. I'm going to shoot this wedding, all this video, and then I'm going to pass it off to the person <laughs> getting married to edit. I'm just going to give him a ton of work. Yes. Yes, this is true. However, there's obviously no deadline for his particular wedding edit, nor will he be able to edit his wedding video because we have so much more work to do when he gets back from his honeymoon. Yes, Aaron, I need you back from your honeymoon. Back and working. You're a slave driver over there. I have to be. You know, maybe when Aaron gets back, you give him uh, just a little bit of the tip of that beer of yours, <laughs> you know, since he's going to be working so hard. Hey, if Aaron wasn't on his honeymoon, you wouldn't have had to do that video you had to do today for me. Dustin, I love working with you. It's so much fun. I would edit video for you all the time. If you didn't already have a wonderful editor who loves to do it while I hate to do it. <laughs> well, while Steve was gallivanting around for his birthday all weekend, Corinne and I, we were shooting three weddings plus our associate photographer was shooting a fourth wedding for us on Saturday. Um, so now I have four weddings to go through this week. Plus, I haven't even looked at the wedding from last weekend yet because we've just been so freaking swamped with weekday photo shoots and video shoots and fun stuff like that. And while Dustin's going through all those weddings, culling the photos, what's he going to be doing? He's going to be listening to the sweet sounds of the sweet Steve and dirty Dustin DJ D-Mac attack. That's right. He'll be listening to our podcast, which is what you should be listening to as well. It's a little self-promotion in the podcast. Do you like that, Dustin? <laughs> That's how you get new listeners, right? I don't think it works quite that way. <laughs> but actually, I, I was listening to our podcast yesterday while I was calling my wedding from two weeks ago. Very nice. So it was effective to see how terrible our audio was from... <laughs> The third episode. Our but audio or just I'm my excited audio? for how much better it's going to get from here on in. Right, Steve? You should be super excited. I figured out all my problems. My have you have you figured was, out all your problems? Yeah. <laughs> all my audio problems with this podcast. Uh, not all my problems. Cause that because that could be a very long list. Yeah. My computer was recording at forty eight kilohertz. 
or 44.1 kilohertz, but my gear was somehow set to 48 kilohertz without me knowing it. So that's why I sounded like a chipmunk in one episode, and then the other episode I pitch shifted it down, and it sounded like uh, I was speaking through a mud puddle of garbage. See, I wondered when I was listening if it was a kilohertz bit switch flipper dipper kind of problem, and apparently it was just exactly that. Yeah. You had no idea... (laughs) You rely on other people to edit things and fix things for you when it comes to video and audio. I've just always been in the belief of my entire existence on this earth of surrounding myself with people who are better at things than I am. And then not only learning from them, but then helping to raise them up while also raising myself up. Well, you heard it here first, everybody. Dustin says Steve is better than him. Yep. I'm not I'm not below <laughs> admitting that. Oh, taking another drink of that beer. Oh, it always like it? it just looks so pretty and then you put it in your mouth and it's just oh. Someday I'm going to run for office and this episode is going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> People are going to find out that you love getting just the tip. <laughs> Somebody's going to take the audio from this and like I'll be inside of a bus and they'll say, well, we got this recording off a bus. Dustin said he just wanted to put it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Dustin McKibben loves putting beers in his mouth or it in his mouth. <sighs> so, Dustin, you shot three weddings this weekend. Um, how did backing up the uh, photos and the video because that's a lot of stuff. How did that work out for you? What, what's your methodology there? Yeah, uh, we take backup pretty seriously, not probably as insane and anal as some people I know, but we are one of those people that as soon as we get home from a wedding, everything is instantly put onto our working drive, which is the drive that just stays plugged into our computer. We don't put anything on the physical drive of the computer, uh, but everything goes into a sort of system we have set up with a bunch of eight terabyte drives. It's kind of like a RAID, but not. Um, and then from there, it gets dumped onto a travel drive uh, the following morning. And then that stays with us when we go anywhere, in case, God forbid, our house burnt down. Um, and then also, the photos get dumped into a third drive that is our Lightroom drive. Um so that will have our Lightroom catalog with all the smart previews built. Would it be safe to say that you have stacks and stacks and stacks of drives? Yes. I have many drives, and we try to put everything in multiple places and keep everything safe, especially weekends like this where we're shooting three weddings and we're extra exhausted and tired and there's a lot more room for error on like formatting a card and forgetting to, you know, download a card or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever had any mistakes? Um, I think this is like, a safe place. You can tell me, Dustin. <laughs> no one's listening but you, right, Steve? <laughs> That's right, buddy. Um, we've never had any issues with cards or anything like that. We've only had one issue back in 2012, I believe, where uh, we didn't format the card before we shot the wedding. And so there was a few things on it from a past job. And for whatever reason, 
when I went to dump the card, um, I saw these photos from a lacrosse game I had photographed. And I was like, oh, those are lacrosse photos. I don't need those. And just took the wedding photos. They were in a separate folder, not at the time realizing, oh, the camera just starts over a new folder Mm -hmm. when it, you know, hits 999 or whatever. 9,999. Yes. And so I had to like go back and the clients were literally coming over for a preview party. And at the time we had an intern and so she had worked on like putting the photos all together and so I had been a little hands-off with kind of seeing how many photos there were and all of that. And then when I actually saw them all together, I was like, wait, we're missing like a big chunk from a part of the day. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and found those and quickly edited those and everything worked out. But there was definitely some anxiety. A happy ending. So that was uh that was more like a scare. It wasn't like something bad actually happened. You were just scared. No, I've never been like many people where you hear the horror stories where you know, they've lost a card. I've second shot a wedding before where a photog- the photographer had a card go bad during the wedding. Ooh. And he was freaking out, like fell on the floor and was writhing. <laughs> no, he w- he did pay the like uncle or whoever you know the uncle bob was that was like photographing Mm -hmm. on his like in you know dslr but probably none of his photos were that good but just so he had more photos to give the bride and groom he like gave him 50 bucks and like ripped his card to his computer wow yeah he went to like change the battery in his camera right at the beginning of the reception and uh apparently when you do that if your camera there's like a situation where if your camera's on, when you go to pull the battery out, that's one of the key ways that you can send a, like a current to the card and just wipe it out or like corrupt it or something. So is this like a Nikon thing? Yeah, I guess. Because I've never heard of that with a Canon. All it does is it just like clicks one of the ones to a zero. The photos are all still there. It just... What it does is it screws up the index file on your card. Mm-hmm. So you can get them back then. Yeah, so I got them all back and he paid me a hefty hefty amount to go and get them all back for him because I have this super amazing image backup stuff that we've never had to use, thank God. Oh, Jen and I had to use a image recovery thing at one point in time. It's terrible. So yeah, tell us tell us your horror story. Oh, Jen just shot an engagement shoot and the card corrupted. It wasn't a big deal. We could have just reshot the engagement shoot. That's a great thing about engagement shoots. They're not like weddings. Um, she was freaking out. It was when we first started the business. It was maybe it was in it was in the first year of the business, and I uh, I stayed up for like twenty four hours working with uh, like five different recovery software programs that I had downloaded. And, uh, I don't, we didn't, we did not buy cameras that wrote to two cards the next day, but that was the, uh, the next purchase we made was cameras that wrote to two, two cards so that we won't have to uh, deal with the problem of, Oh, one of the cards corrupted. What do we do? So was it, was it a card issue, a camera issue? What was the, the culprit do you think? Um, 
Not certain, buddy. We've used the card since then. Never had another problem with it. Probably mm. a camera issue. I don't know. But now we just uh we always we always shoot to a CF and an SD card and we take one of the cards and sync it all to our computer when we get back from a shoot and then we save the other card until the shoot is edited and uploaded for the client. Gotcha. So that way we always have one card that is hopefully not corrupt, saved, or whatever, backed up. Are you, on the topic of cards, are you of the belief to shoot multiple small cards or one big card? We used to be of the belief to shoot multiple small cards back in the day uh, before we had cameras that could write to two cards at the same time. Now that we have cameras that write to two cards at the same time, always large cards. Yeah, we shoot. I've got, you know, 128 gig cards or 64 gig cards in my cameras. and Because mm -hmm. the actual truth is the card has a higher chance of corruptibility when you're changing the card versus, yep. you know, when you're actually fumbling with cards in a dark reception hall, you have a higher chance of losing one than if you just leave your card in the camera the whole day. Do you use any online backup? Uh, for raw files, no. But we, Just curious. We do use a hosting platform called Zenfolio. Um, it's kind of an old, it's kind of like the grandpa in the room, I feel like, when it comes to all these backup solutions these days. Because uh, now all you fancy kids on the block have pass or pixie set or one of those but yeah that's what we're doing just pass just passing it along just but pass yeah zenfolio um had a thing where they were they were kind of more of a hey let me share my landscape photos with my family kind of a thing and they weren't really so much of a platform for wedding photographers um, yeah. And so then when I kind of just started testing the waters with them, they rolled out a program for wedding photographers and it was the first year for it. And if you signed up, you got grandfathered in for life, uh, for that same pricing, which is, I believe it's like 200 bucks or something, 250 bucks a mm -hmm. year, uh, for unlimited data like unlimited storage Whoa. yeah it's oh did i tell you jen and i don't pay for pass you said what you and jen don't pay for jen pass? And i don't pay for pass yeah well that's we bought good. a lifetime membership and how much was that uh more than 250 like of uploads when we bought it and we've now had it for like four years so great purchase yeah, but I'm not sure. I, I just don't love Pass. I love the simplicity of it, um, but it's not my favorite. I think you love everything about it except that you're on Zenfolio, right? Well, I, I like Zenfolio from simply a backup standpoint. It's where we put all of the final JPEGs that our clients get delivered. Um, and since we already use that, we also use that as their client gallery. Um, but I think since we still do a hard copy delivery method with a USB drive. Ugh. Ugh. I know. I know. It means, but 
I like it because what it does is it encourages um, everyone but the bride and groom to order prints through Zenfolio. And then it also gives us the opportunity to send the client a little gift, a little thank you note. Um, it lets us kind of just put one more little touch point between us and them of, you know, why we're glad they chose us, et cetera, et cetera. How long do the photos stay up on Zenfolio? As long as you pay? Uh, yep, forever. Is forever if you're paying. Right, yeah. Okay. Just curious. Pass has a 10-year thing. Right, but that's like 10 years from when you upload the gallery. Yep. So, I mean, I have my very first wedding on Zenfolio, and it's, you know, been there for 10 years. Which is great, I guess, for the client. But are you ever going to revisit that first wedding again? Uh, I like to think of it as sometimes I use, being that we've shot so many weddings up until this point, sometimes it's fun just for like social media purposes. Like, oh, I know that's that couple's anniversary. I'm going to go and like pull an image real quick and like throw it up on Facebook or Instagram. And I can just go on Zenfolio and, you know, I've got a thumbnail of that couple. Oh, gosh, I go in 50 weddings a year. And you're pulling up anniversary posts for clients from 10 years ago? Yeah. That's like a full-time job, just the anniversary posts for your clients then. Why do you think I'm looking for an intern, Stephen? Because uh, you like slaves? I think that should be a topic of another podcast. Slave Not labor. slavery, but <laughs> me searching that's for That's right. An you heard it here. Dustin wants to talk slavery. <laughs> Oh, welcome to Indiana. What are your thoughts on Abraham Lincoln, Dustin? So let's... Best president You kind of talked a little bit about your backups process, but you, you, you know, about your cards and shooting double cards and f- double fisting and all that good stuff. But what do you do when you get home? When I get home? Immediately take the cards, back them up to a computer. Um, we don't wipe the cards until we have uploaded the gallery to the client we dump all of the old weddings onto our Drobo, and we also back up the Drobo to a hard drive every once in a while in case the Drobo fails, you know. So why Drobo? Because I didn't want to mess around with RAID at the time when we bought it, and RAID is now much easier than it used to be and would probably be something I could consider, but I don't want to, so... <laughs> Um, Drobo till it dies, right? Drobo till it dies. I've just heard a lot of mixed reviews when it comes to the Drobo brand. Oh man, I have a friend who bought a Drobo and he was editing videos on his Drobo, which is like a huge, like, no, no. You're not supposed to edit in Final Cut with a library that is on your Drobo with all the media files in the library. I know, I'm, I'm talking video again. Um, but he lost all the media, all the media files that composed his project. Luckily, he had already delivered the um, project to his client, and the client said it was perfect and they didn't need any changes. Nice. Yeah. So he, uh, I'm pretty certain he doesn't use the Drobo anymore. <laughs> but Jen and I have not had any problems yet, though we realize it could be problematic someday, which is why we also back stuff up to like an external hard drive. But we don't keep uh we don't keep raw files anymore. We used to keep all the raw files from all the really? weddings that we shot, and we're just we're kind of done with that. 
Interesting. We're not going to go back and re-edit stuff so from, you know, six, seven, eight years ago. No, I, I agree with that. that so why philosophy. keep the raw files? You just need the JPEGs. As you can see, I have like terabytes sitting behind my desk here. Yes, and so can all the people listening to the podcast. There's Dustin McKibben for you once again. <laughs> I'm just a vi visual person, Stephen. Talking Oops. about the art of video. That was just a little nugget for your eyes. Little nuggets. Oh, so you, you're backing up uh, just the JPEG. That's crazy. But I understand it and respect it, but I could never do it. We keep the raw files for uh, like a year and a half, two years. So you do keep them a little bit. Yeah, but we don't save them after that because it's just wasting space. Just saying your client's memories are wasted space. Oh, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> wasted space. They're just going to bit rot away anyway. Bit rot away. Yeah, Dustin, bit rot. That's a real thing. Speaking of bit rot, do you, uh, have you picked up one of those new DJI Mavic Pros that just got dropped this week? You mean a drone? Yeah. What it does that have to do with bit rot? I don't know. Felt like a good transition. That's a terrible point. segue. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely have you, terrible. Have you looked at it, though, for reals? No, I have not. It's a uh, longer battery life and uh, quieter. So I was thinking about getting one. It lasts longer and it's quieter? Yeah. Just like your perfect partner, Steve. No, they're they're noisier when I last longer. <laughs> Anyways, do you so you don't have a drone. So we uh we did a couple drone photos this weekend. Uh, but we primarily use it only for video. What do you, I didn't know what your thoughts were on this rise of the drone. Um, the drones you're looking for are not here, Stephen. I, I'm not gonna say I don't like it, but I'm I don't really I don't really love it. I see a lot of really really cheesy stuff. Yeah, such as oh, yeah. go into it, Stephen. Don't hold back. This is a safe place. All right, here are my thoughts on drones. Oh, Dustin. here we go. As you know, because I wrote it out in the show notes, drones should be used to establish a location and to capture a perspective that can only be captured with the drone itself. The background should never be more interesting than your subject. The background should have elements like leading lines, light patterns that lead the eye of the viewer to the subject in the photo. If you look at a photo taken by a drone and you find yourself staring at the background or the landscape instead of the subject in the photo, then that picture is an absolute failure. Those are my thoughts. That's my little rant. This is very well read, Stephen. Very well read. It was read. I was reading my notes. <laughs> I get so angry. I, 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 I've told you this before. I spend a lot of time on Instagram, Dustin, and I see people posting these drone shots from their weddings, and they're like, look at this couple. They're so pretty. And it's like the couple's not even in the photo half the time. It's just a photo of, like, the scenery. And half the time, you there's nothing in the scenery that's even a clear, like, thing that you should be looking at. Then the other half of the time, it's like, oh, we got a drone, so what could we do that you could only do with a drone? We'll have the couple lay down in the grass. Oh, gosh, I hate those photos. That's just me. I just took one of those photos on Saturday. I bet you did. 
<laughs> Bet you did, Dustin. You love taking those photos that I think are terrible. Someone's got to take them, Steve. It's a dog-eat-dog world out there. And if Dustin McKibben's not there to take those photos, who will? Um, I don't know, though. I, I'm going to have to disagree a, l- a little bit with you because, I mean, we definitely don't break out the drone for just any wedding. But I do feel like technology kind of pushes pushes boundaries on what we as photographers can do and can't do. And I think I'm always fascinated by, you know, creativity and what you might be able to do with a drone that you might not have been able to do otherwise. Like I do the photo, like you said, that you hate of the bride and groom laying on the grass, but I'm typically doing it standing on a bar stool or something, leaning over them with my LCD screen flipped up and shooting live view. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't do that photo either. <laughs> no no care in the world, Steve. Just the fact I've... that there's not a drone doesn't make it a better photo. No, but it Top defi- down with definitely... the subject flat against the background, which is grass, like, ugh. Yeah, I know you like your, your depth, but sometimes it's fun to paint a canvas with the scenery using height that only a drone can get. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're doing that, you're doing something that only a drone could capture, right? Right. So, I mean, that is at least okay. It's it's problematic to me when I see people using a drone to get shots that they could get with their own camera. Like that is super frustrating to me. They'll fly a drone in and they'll do eye level shots of the bride and groom. And I'm just like, what are you doing right now? Are they doing photo or video? Doesn't matter Oh, to me. Either one. <laughs> Maybe they just don't want to spend the money on a gimbal. So they just use the drone. They just, they just got real lazy and they're like, oh man, I can't walk that. <laughs> yeah. This is why we created robots. And this is why the robots will come up and kill us all. You just edited a real estate video I did. I shot. I mean, what did you think of the drone stuff on that? The drone stuff on what? That real estate video I sent you. Yeah, if you notice, I didn't use any of the drone shots that were at <laughs> walking height. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, because they don't look good. You know what looked good? It looked good when you had your camera on your gimbal and you were walking with it. Yeah. Note to self, uh, for those listening, pro tip number 332, don't do gimbal shots handheld while wearing flip-flops. It is very hard to maintain a steady walking pattern when you are flipping and flopping. And that's Dustin, Mr. Flip-Flop. Yeah. Flippity-flop. Trying to be cool and laid back, and it backfired in my face. Yeah? They call you the Flapjack now. Yeah. Nike you were flipping and flopping. Nike running shoes when you're gimbling. Oh, gosh. Dustin, no, we don't, we, we're not going to talk about this again. Your shoe choice for weddings, are we? No, Steve. We've already gosh. beat that horse into the ground. You know, while we're on the subject of things you wear to weddings, uh, this weekend we shot a wedding together. I showed up early at your house at your request, um, and I tied a tie for you, Dustin, and I tied that tie at the right length. And then we showed up to the wedding, and you're wearing a different tie that you had somebody else tie for you, and it was the wrong length. You sound offended, Steve. Oh, 
no, Dustin, I'm very concerned about you. I mean, first off, you're wearing moon shoes to weddings. Now you're wearing ties that are the wrong length. I'm here to help you out with your fashion faux pas. I will post the photo on Instagram, and we will let the masses decide whose tie was your tie the right should line. break the line of your belt. It should not go over the belt to the point where it is so long that if you were to take all your clothes off, you'd basically be strip teasing with that tie because it's long enough to cover your penis. I'm gonna pull this up now. I, it was not that long. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, just a little bit. But just if you're at home, just know that Dustin could just wear his tie and nothing would be showing. And make your own assumptions about size. That's a, br- that's a beautiful picture you're painting for everyone out there. I mean, I've been thinking about this for a long time, Dustin. <laughs> this goes back to Steven's problems. Full circle on that one. Oh, yeah. So this is what, round two of shooting a wedding with Dustin? How did uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, you're still, you shoot a very different, you, you shoot differently than Jen and I do. Jen and I are very, uh, we're very candid. We subscribe to like the documentary photography sort of way of doing things. And you, uh, you're the antithesis of that. So <laughs> it's a learning experience every time I shoot with you. Do you feel though, obviously I don't expect you to turn around next week and be like, oh, Jen, I think we should pose our couples now. But do you we feel do pose our couples. like it influences you at all? No. Okay. It influences me in showing me that there's a way I don't want to shoot. <laughs> it's the way Dustin shoots. That's what no, I was afraid I, of. There's nothing wrong with the way you shoot. It's just a different style. And I'm perfectly fine with you having your style and Jen and I having our style. And when I work with you, I try to be more your style. It's it's difficult for me, though, because I've been working my style for so long. But, I mean, I, I try to get in the groove of things. But it's not um, necessarily something that I want to integrate into what Jen and I do because I feel like it would ruin what we've worked so hard at creating. Yeah. No. Whereas I'm the opposite. Like, I feel like, especially after this weekend's wedding, which I think Friday's wedding, which was the one you were at, really lent itself to you and Jen's style or would Mm -hmm. have really lent itself to you and Jen's style. Yeah. So I think sometimes Corinne and I have to find that balance of, you know, being more documentarians and less, you know. I thought you guys did a great job. I don't know. We'll find out. I think you guys always do a great job. I mean, that one time when our daughter was in the hospital and we couldn't shoot a wedding and you had to shoot for us, those what those photos turned out great. Well, that couple was amazing. Yes, they are an amazing couple. And it was an amazing venue. Mm, it was a venue. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoy every venue I shoot at. Says the man drinking a $200 bottle of beer. $200 bottle of beer? How much like is it? $15 for this bottle. Oh, it's only green label. Uh, the blue one's only like 20 bucks. Gotcha. Oh, so were you going to talk about any more of your Instagram rants? I know you didn't get them all off your chest last week. Uh, I mean, do we want to talk more about Instagram? Or did you want to talk more about your Kickstarter faux pas? I I'm less concerned about 
what I have purchased on Kickstarter, and I would like to see some of the things that people have posted on our Facebook page. Nobody's posted anything, <laughs> Dustin. Exactly. Nobody loves you. It's because the episode just dropped talking about Kickstarter. It just dropped. Um, One of the things that I thought you might be interested in that I have currently invested in on Kickstarter. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You invested in something else? Um, No, I, I picked it up a while ago, but I haven't obviously gotten it. <laughs> you haven't gotten it yet. Of course you haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen the like Facebook ads for it or whatever, but oh. they are those little um, like tags to put on your gear. I think it's called like oh, yeah. Gear Eye or something like that. And uh, you put the little like uh, tags on your stuff, and then it has a little like remote joystick thing. Um, and then there's do, also do the tags give your stuff legs, and when you press the remote joystick thing, they just stand up and they walk right to you. <laughs> Everything runs away. It runs away. Oh man, I can't believe you invested in that. That's a terrible investment. I know. That's why I was. Curious. I mean, I guess you could work out more because you're going to be chasing it all the time. You're going to drop a few pounds, buddy. I'm jealous. That's why I switched to Sony. No. Um, so yeah, it's so you you put the tags on your crap and then you push a button and then it lets your phone beeps and tells you what's in your bag and what's not in your bag. It's supposed to help you better keep an eye on, you know, oh, there did we I go. leave anything? Get that mic close to your mouth. Yeah. I can barely hear you before that. Sorry. Uh, you put the crap in your bag, you put the tags on it, you push a button and then it tells you if the uh if the everything's in your bag and then I don't know. There's been several weddings now that we've left we've left a couple items behind like a light stand or a flash, you know, thing that goes between the light stand and the flash. I don't know what you call that thing. Hot shoe adapter dealio. Is it a hot shoe adapter? If it goes between a light stand and a flash, I think it's a cold, cold shoe. shoe adapter. Yeah. Yeah. One of those Not deals. Very hot. We just left one of those at Saturday's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, kind of excited to see what that that looks like. That has a lot of potential. Um. Another thing I've invested in is a. Are you familiar with Tile? Yeah, you were using it when we went to Sierra Leone. That's how we knew your bag made it and my bag didn't. Yeah. So it's like just a better version of that. It's like a comp competitor of them. So I've invested in one of those those guys. Hmm. I'm actually surprised. This Kickstarter thing sounds like a uh, good good thing. The gadget thing that lets you know if you got all your stuff in your bag. That's nice. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited, especially because with, as you know, I'm getting more and more into video production on the side, on the sideways. The side chick. And that just comes along with a lot more gear. Oh, dude. Uh, since I just said side chick, you know that, uh, I think it's a Bruno Mars song for Saatchi on the floor. Uh, no, I, I don't listen to music. Okay. Well, there's a song called Versace on the floor or something like that. And he's like singing to his girl and he says something about Versace on the floor. And the first time I ever heard the song, I did not know what it was saying. And I looked at my wife and I said, side chick on the floor. 
and she laughed really hard and she assumed I said that on purpose. Then she told a bunch of her friends I said that and they all laughed really hard too. And then she confirmed with me, Steve, did you say that on purpose or not? And I said, of course I said that on purpose. Sounds about right. I did not though, Dustin. And now all of these friends of hers just know me as the guy who said side chick on the floor. And they all knew from the very second she said it <laughs> that I had just screwed things up royally. Perfect. Dustin, I am, uh, I'm pumped that your new Kickstarter doesn't sound like a complete and utter failure of a product. But it's also delightful to me that you still haven't got it yet. Yeah. It wouldn't I... be a Kickstarter if you actually got it, right? I've gotten some Kickstarter things. I The chair I'm sitting in, this was a Kickstarter item. Uh, the mat that is under me, that was a Kickstarter item. So office supplies? You know there's a store called Staples where you can buy those? Things that don't require technology seem to be much easier for them to produce. Yes. Um, one thing that wasn't a Kickstarter item... Um, do you have a computer in front of you? I'm curious what your thoughts are on this item. Um, I do have a computer in front of me, and my computer is fantastic. No. I'm glad you asked me about my thoughts on that item. Can you look up uh, Loop? Let's see if... Uh, this is just dead air. Welcome to Dead Air, where Dustin asked me to look stuff up. Joinloop.com. L-O-O-P or L-O-U-P-E? L-O-O-P. Loop, loop, loop. So while you're looking up up this thing I pre-ordered like three years ago, um, I ordered four of these bad boys, so this almost makes it more embarrassing than the coolest cooler. Um, And they were supposed to... They've been doing that game where they... Oh my gosh, Dustin. Have you seen this before? Why the hell would you buy this? So you have to remember, I pre-ordered it a very, very long time ago, back when it seemed to have a lot more technological prowess. Prowess? Prowess. Prowess? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of back when the iPad was still in its infancy, and now you you know can do everything with a freaking TV screen. But um, so it was kind of like the more advanced Kodak easy share picture frame concept, but super sleek and cool looking. No, it is not those things. It's got a very retro vibe. It looks like an old, uh, what'd you call it? Like an old radio. So you ordered this thing and it never showed up. I take it. Yeah. So it was supposed to come, uh, last Christmas and it's shipping now. Well, so how how they played it off is they did this huge ad campaign for to get pre-orders, mm-hmm. and it made it seem like when you pre-ordered it, you were actually ordering it, and it was going to be shipping immediately. Yeah. Because they did this whole build-up to the actual day you could pre-order it. Mm-hmm. Similar to an iPhone. I think they took a lot of their marketing strategy from Apple, except for Apple actually delivers its products. <laughs> Yes. So anyways, yeah. Well, so actually, it, I think UPS delivers those products. Yeah. Well, so I ordered it like three years ago thinking, oh, man, this will be like a sweet Christmas present for people in my family. So I ordered four of these bad boys. 
Oh my gosh, how much money did you lose on this? Five hundred dollars? A thousand dollars? Something terrible. Come but, on, um, tell us the number. People, I don't even. People want. I know. try to black out numbers from my mind on things like this so that I don't have to think about them. <laughs> Blacking out. You can't black out when you're just drinking just the tip of that beer. <laughs> just, just the tip of the beer. You, you got to um, get the whole shaft of that in your mouth. But if you want to black out, Steve or I will drop a link in the show notes, and you guys can tell me if you've received yours. Um, but anyway, so fast forward like a few years now. It's been like two and a half years. And they were supposed to come out this spring. Then there was a delay because of some, you know, screen issue. And uh, Target was picking them up, so they wanted to make sure they're extra perfect or something. And there's just like oh, a yeah. long string of excuses. And they were supposed to. They promised that everyone would have theirs by the end of August, 2017. And well, what do you know? End of August came and went, and they sent out an email on September 1st stating, we know we haven't gotten off you know, everybody their shipment. I mean, it was so bad that they sent us a $50 Amazon gift card. Yeah, you're never going to see that loop, buddy. I'm still holding out hope because it was like, I have a tendency of getting pre-order and Kickstarter items for people for Christmas presents. Yeah, you need to stop doing that. I know. Buy real things that exist in the real world. Don't buy marshmallow clouds for everybody. Those don't exist. Oh, by the way, Steve, your birthday present, I got that on Kickstarter, so sorry you didn't get it. You should have just bought me beer. It, it's a beer from Kickstarter. That's not, no. No. <laughs> oh, hell no. I would never, ever in a million years drink that beer. It's oh, uh, some some new algae hop that they're producing. In like Lithuania or something, made from unicorn farts. Uh, your name will be listed on the bottle as a founder. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's unicorn fart beer. It's part of the part of the Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> I got you the highest reward I could find. Awesome! Thank you so much. <laughs> I just wanted, wanted your name attached to algae. Unicorn fart Lithuanian beer. Mm, that sounds delicious to me. I would drink the shit out of that. Just like the unicorn. <laughs> the unicorn. All right, uh, Steve. Now that it's 1 a.m., I feel like now is as good a time as any to, unless there's anything else you wanted to drop some wisdom bombs on. No, Dustin. We've, we've been recording for far too long already. I okay. can rant about the word authenticity later. Okay. All right, beauty. We will tickle your eardrums next week. I hope you guys have enjoyed the sweet and sultry tones of Sweet Steve. That's me. I'm sweet. And I'm Steve. Steve, speaking of Sweet Steve, where can people go and find out more information about this lovely wedding photo hangover podcast of ours? You can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at WedPick Hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters in your handle. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore wait for it McKibben. <laughs> and you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. You're really making me feel like I need to take the underscore out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll work on that. You can't now. There's like five podcasts that all say Dustin underscore McKibben. And I only say wait for it because in the very first podcast, that's what you said, Dustin. Because I want, it I like want you to wait so for it. Legend, wait for it, dairy. That's right. Oh, All right, did I, I tell you last week, not this, not yesterday, but the week before the wedding Jen and I shot was How I Met Your Mother themed. They had a yellow umbrella that they did pictures with. You... You mentioned it, but you haven't told me in detail about it. Uh, the groom had cufflinks that said legend dairy, like legend on one, dairy on the other. Uh, their seating chart said, have you met? And then it had like the people's names, you know, like, have you met Ted? It's a, it a fun little wedding. They're big How I Met Your Mother did fans. They, do they do video? They did. Because, man, that would have been a fun one to play with as far as, you know, giving it sort of a sitcom-y, you know, How I Met Your Mother style. Yeah, I was just disappointed nobody did, like, magic tricks or anything. Uh, the groom didn't do any magic tricks? They didn't have, like, the, the best man didn't, like, walk around the whole time in, like, different outfits trying to pick up women. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Uh, I feel like for that level of themed wedding, you need, almost need Marshall to like come in at the last minute or something with some sandwiches for everyone really oh yeah right that's 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 fantastic you remember what sandwiches are in yes. um, at your motherland right yes it's yes. marijuana dustin i know but i it would have also been funny if you had just gone up and given the bartender like a fat stack of cash and every time you held out your glass someone came by and Thank constantly you, had, May I have another? You know, filled it for you that'd be fantastic yeah i assume that didn't happen either no man and there was no there was no ring bear <laughs> i forgot about this what's funny is you're talking to me about this and i know you listeners out there can't see this but on my other monitor, which has Hulu up, Hulu Ooh. is screaming in my face that now all like 9,000 seasons of How I Met Your Mother is now f- all on there, all streaming, ready for me to not get any weddings done for the next two years. <laughs> all right. Well, I have successfully brought us down <laughs> a rabbit <laughs> hole that we weren't going to go down before. Um derailing our entire podcast right at the end so if you're out there and you're still listening thank you so much for listening and dustin and i will see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death that's right next sunday after you shoot another wedding